Hi everyone, I hope you all are doing well. So as I'm recording this, I'm in a hotel room actually, not a hostel, a hotel room in Northern Italy. And sometimes it's really hard to record these at hostels because there's nowhere quiet to go. Also, I just woke up, so if that's why I sound funny, that's why. <laughs> but anyways, I need to update you all on my time in Switzerland. Oh my goodness, Switzerland, it is beautiful. It is so green. And I just love green grass, green meadows, meadows, green trees, so it was perfect. But it is beautiful. The mountains are just enormous, and they're so green. I don't know. It has to be up there. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life. So when I arrived in Switzerland, I went to Lauterbrunnen, which is L-A-U-T-E-R-B-R-U-N-N-E-N. And it's kind of maybe half an hour, 20 minutes, 30 minutes from Interlaken, which is a little bit more of a um, city in Switzerland. But Lauterbrunnen is, is this just enormous, it's a valley. And you have a bunch of towns up on the like cliff walls on like top of the valley. But Lauterbrunnen is a very central point. I can't think of it, but there's a really popular movie that was like the inspiration for the movie was Lauterbrunnen in the valley. I don't know, you have to look it up. But anyway, so it's this beautiful valley and I get to my hostel and my bed is legitimately, it is probably 10 feet off the floor. It's this like steep ladder that you have to climb up to and it's a loft. And as I was climbing up there, I was like, this, if this was any higher, you honestly should put a harness on me and like top rope, like I'm rock climbing because this is so high. But I'm up in this little loft overlooking the beautiful valley of Lauterbrunnen. And I just thought at one point, I was like, this is younger Kelsey's dream because I always loved anything that involved like a challenge or an adventure. Like I loved, I don't know, I love those things where I got to sleep in like fun places that I had to climb to. So it was fun. There's like a bunch of people, uh, not a bunch, four girls down below on the main floor, and then two of us up above in the loft. And it was so fun. It was fun. It was a pain, a pain to get all my stuff up there because I have to carry my heavy backpack up the steep ladder. And but anyways, also, when I got there, my knee felt weird. Like, I don't, there was never a pop. There was never a twist, anything. So I'm like, I don't think anything's torn. Well, I think that now, back then in Lauterbrunnen, I was freaking out. And I just had this moment. I feel like whenever you're traveling, especially when you're traveling by yourself, everyone has these moments at some point. But I just went and sat on the side of the road in Lauterbrunnen. I was off the road, so I didn't get hit by a car. But I just had this moment of, like, almost panic. Of, like, what is wrong with my knee? I'm in Switzerland. It is a place I dreamed about going to my entire life. And I'm here, and my knee is messed up. I was like, it hurts. And it wasn't, like, upset because it hurt. I was upset because I was like, what is wrong? Like, I want to be able to run and explore. Like, that is what God made me to do. And I'm here in Switzerland, and my knee hurts. So I just, like, I was literally sitting there, like, about to cry, just praying to God, being like, God, please heal my knee. Help me. Like, I don't think this is, like, this is not your plan. Like, you want me to go explore Switzerland. Like, please just heal my knee. Um, and then I called my friend Isosa. I was like, can you pray with me? I'm like about to like just start crying. And she's like, but don't start crying in defeat. <laughs> and I appreciated that. She's like, I'm like, that is true. I'm not defeated. But um, 
Yes, it was, it was just that moment. I've seen a couple other people who have been traveling have that moment. They're just sitting on the side, like, crying. And <laughs> so I was like, oh, what am I going to do? But, you know, God is good. And my knee did start feeling better. I took ibuprofen that night. And I tried to, like, rationalize with myself. Be like, the odds of something being torn probably aren't super high. Like, there was no pop. You're still walking, carrying a backpack. It's okay. Um so I proceeded on with my night. I did laundry. I did laundry finally. I found a good laundry machine that wasn't super expensive. So that was good. Thinking my clothes would stop smelling. And then I met this really nice woman at the hostel. Her name was Janine. She was from Britain, like Wales. And she um, was just a really friendly person. And she was a really good leader in the way that she brought everyone together and built community. And I love talking to her. She was amazing. Really, really cool. She lives, she has, a, she has a good job, but she lives out of a van. She has like, does that van life thing and travels around in her van when she's not working. And it was really cool. I will have to show my dad pictures of that van because he would love it. She remodeled it and everything. But anyways, I met a couple other people in the hostel. One guy, his name was Jake. He's from Pennsylvania, which was funny, the other side. So everyone in the hostel thought we came together because um, it's like, what are the odds meeting two people from Pennsylvania? And then there's a guy named Julian. He's from Texas. And then there's another man who came with us on a walk. He just worked at the hostel. So we all just went for a walk down Lauterburnham Valley, watching the sunset and talking. It was really fun. I think I underestimated. When I thought of hostels, I just thought of cheap places to stay. I don't think I expected to appreciate as much as I have getting to meet people from different countries and I'll talk more about this in the Italy episode but in Italy there's one night there was mm, I think eight girls watching the sunset and of those eight girls six of us were from there's six different countries represented represented and it was just like such a cool special moment of such different people from around the world and I loved it but anyways I woke up the next morning and I was like what am I gonna do if my knees like in utter pain what am I gonna do but I woke up and my knee felt really good actually so I was like, oh, thank you god thank you god thank you god so I got on the train as I always do I went from Lauterbrunnen to Interlaken Interlaken mm, there's probably some place in between and then I end, ended up at a place called Kandersteg K-A-N-D-E-R-S-T-E-G and it's, it's a cute little Swiss town. I love all the Swiss towns. They always feel pretty safe in their beautiful flowers. Um, and I did a hike. Well, I had to take a gondola up because it was too high. Ugh, those things are expensive. And I did a little 20-minute hike to a lake called O-E-S-C-H-I-N-E-S-E-E. -E. Don't know how to say that. But it is... Like, it's all over Instagram, and people are like, it's the most beautiful place I've ever seen. So I did, I walked, like, 20 minutes to get this lake, and it was beautiful. It was as blue as it gets in these mountain cliffs. It was stunning. Um, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. And then I came back, and like I said, actually, I don't think I've said this yet, but I joke that there should be a diet called Switzerland on a budget, because Switzerland is so expensive that it is so expensive to eat that it makes you eat a whole lot less when you're on a budget. So, but anyways, I was, I left, I left the lake and I was coming down the gondola and I was like, I am so hungry. I have not been able to eat that much because like the food is out 
outrageous. And if I needed to pay for food, I could get food. I just didn't want to spend the money on it. So I was like, I needed to get a big bowl of ice cream or something. So I found this ice cream place that someone told me about, and I walked down, and it was like in a bar hotel type thing. And the man did not speak good English at all. And so I asked him, I was like, um, they suggested, like, they told me you have really good ice cream. And he motioned for me to have a seat, like, at the bar. I was like, oh, I've never sat at a bar before to get ice cream, but okay. So I sat down at the bar, and he looks at me, he's like, what are you doing? I thought, do you want ice cream or a drink? I was like, no, I'm looking for ice cream. And he was, like, outside. So he kind of thought that was a funny moment of miscommunication. I sat down at the bar thinking that's where I got my ice cream, but the ice cream parlor thing was outside. And then, anyways, I got my ice cream. I was like, oh, this is so good. And I have a trip. So how my train pass works, I've said this before, is I have 15 days I can use while here in Europe. And I can use those 15 days. I can go from one side of Europe to the other. All that matters is I get 24 hours of, like, activity on that card on that specific day. So I was like, why not take the train and go see some of the pretty lakes? So I went to a lake called Breen's, B-R-I-E-N-Z. And then I also went to a town called Lungern, L-U-N-G-E-R-N. And these are, Brains was a bigger lake, Lungern was a small one. But the water is so blue. It looks like you're, it's like tropical looking, but it's in a, it's a lake. And it's surrounded by these green, massive mountains. And it is just stunning. You should look up Lugern, L-U-N-G-E-R-N. It was a beautiful town. Um, and I had like a little moment there where I just sat and it was like, oh. Again, those moments where I just feel like I am meant to be here. I think that might be the motto of my trip is meant to be here because there's been a couple moments. They're not, it's not all the moments. Like there are moments where I almost have a breakdown or moments where I'm like, I'm so tired or something. But there are moments where I just think like I am meant to be here. And I had one of those moments at Lugern, just sitting there looking at the lake as it started to rain. There's a fisherman and yeah, that was really cool. And again, praise God that my knee felt decent um and then oh in between all these stops on the train i stopped for well i didn't stop for lunch but i went and got bread cheese and salami in one of the grocery stores and i mean it wasn't a fancy lunch by any means but i took it all and i brought it on the train and it was very cheap and i just had this lunch and it was so much fun it was the food was it was it was really good actually and I don't know. I just love that. Eating on the train, my cheese, salami, and big loaf bread. Um, and then that night at the hostel, I met a guy from Yale, so that was cool, and also a woman from Australia. And uh, I love the Australian accent. It's so funny. Not funny. Like, it's, I, I don't know. It sounds good. I love it. But, yeah, it was cool to meet more people. And then the next day, I met a girl, Katie, from Colorado. Um, I hung out with her a decent bit, actually. And so I thought, I was like, I had a crazy day yesterday. Instead of going, 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 why don't we just chill out a little bit, you know, and not do any, be too crazy. <laughs> That's always the intention. It doesn't always end up that way. But I just walked around the Lauterbrunnen Valley, looking at the enormous cliffs. Oh, I forgot this. With the valley, because it's so steep, there's waterfalls everywhere. So everywhere you look in this valley, there's waterfalls. And it's incredible. And there's cows everywhere. And yeah, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Just beautiful. So I walked around and I talked to my family. 
and I came across this campground that made me think of a couple people who I know would love camping there. I don't know how you're going to get your camper there from the U.S. to Switzerland. And then I, oh, there's a little river that ran through it. And I sat and just read my Bible there. And it was a nice, quiet moment. And then I oh, I went to get lunch at the Coop. That's what, that's what almost all the grocery stores were in Switzerland were Coops. And they're, they're small, but they're still grocery stores. And I went in there and I saw Katie. And I don't know, it's just that it was a fun moment where I'm in the middle of Europe, but I recognize someone and there's someone I know and someone who knows me. And there's a couple of different situations like that, walking around Lauterbrunnen or walking around just that interlocking mountain area. And I saw some people that I knew from the hostel and it was fun to be, know someone and to be known by someone in a world in this, on a continent where I didn't know anyone. So I really enjoyed getting to build some of those relationships. And it was an afternoon and I hadn't done anything and I'm kind of going stir crazy. So I decided to do a hike up to Wangen, which is one of the towns on top of the valley. And it was like, it was like an hour and a half hike. It was up the valley. So it was really, it was pretty steep, but it was good. And my knee felt okay, which was great. I'm so thankful for that. And once I got to the top, I just stopped and sat and looked down into the valley. There's a meadow in front of me with the cows and the flowers and, oh, just yet again, another moment of, like, I am meant to be here. And I sat on this kind of dirt road, and it was, I don't know, I loved it so much. And what I'm learning, I they say when you travel, you learn a lot about yourself. And I think something I've learned about myself is it's been really interesting, the connection that I feel to like green grassy hilly areas because you think about where I've been my entire life is Bethel Park very hilly very green Grove City not quite as hilly but still rolling hills very green Ithaca very hilly green lakes and stuff like that and it's funny it's those areas that I feel like most at home and most comfortable in. Like I just came from Italy, which was a little more city, a little more coastal, and I had fun there, but it didn't feel as much at home as those other areas that I'm more used to. And so, yeah, I I love Switzerland because of that reason. But let's see what else, what I did next. Oh, yeah, yeah, so that hike, it was hard, and it was fun, though, walking around the top, and again, I got the point, I was like, I'm so hungry, I just need calories, so I went to a coop, and I just bought this cake roll, and it wasn't, it was, it was not good at all, I ended up taking it back to the hostel and sharing it with some people, but it was, I was like, I need food, I'm hungry, so I came back down, and I took the train down, I was not walking down that valley for an hour and a half, but we took the train back down, and we went with a group from the hostel, those people I was telling you about. We went out and got fondue, and, um, oh, sorry, I'm trying to read my, I wrote a bunch of notes for this, I'm trying to read what I wrote, but, um, honestly, the fondue, it was a good experience, it was fun, and we all just split it to keep the cost from being astronomical, but I don't think the fondue was that good. I think it might have been lower grade fondue, but. It was fondue, we got the experience, whatever. And so, yeah, I hung out back, went back to the hostel, hung out with the 
um, people a little bit more. And then I headed to bed. And I, like, took a shower in the hostel and everything. In that hostel, it gave me campground type vibes. It almost made me feel like I was back at summer camp working. It was it was fun. There were some children there. There were some adults, like, real adults there. And it was, I really enjoyed it. It reminded me of a summer camp in some ways, like a family campground. And I, I liked it a lot. The showers have very good water pressure, actually. And the showers were pretty clean, so nothing I could complain about, even though I had to scale up a ladder to get to my loft, which probably had the best view in the entire hostel. So again, I'm, I'm thankful. I won't complain. Um, oh, and then also there's two girls in my room who were from Spain, and I was asking them because they had waffles. Where did you get waffles? Stroopwafels are my favorite. They're those two caramel vanilla type waffles smashed together with caramel in the middle. And they told me they got them from Amsterdam. And then one day, as I was about to leave, they said, we have one more waffle. Would you like it? And I was, that meant so much to me that they gave me their last waffle, And it was, it was excellent. And it was, yeah, it was just very nice of them to do that. So that was my last day down in the Lotter Burning Valley, staying in that valley hostel. And what I did when I was planning this trip is I knew I wanted to go to Switzerland. Like, out of every place, Switzerland, I think, was one of those places I really wanted to go to. So I didn't want to rush my time here. So what I did was I booked a hotel, a hotel, a hostel, three nights in Lauterbrunnen, which is that very central location. And then I booked a hostel called the Mountain Hostel up in a place called Gimmelwald, G-I-M-M-E-L-W-A-L-D. And it's this hostel that is up on the mountain. Only way to get there is a crazy hike or taking a gondola. So to get here to this hostel from Interlaken, you have to take a train to Lauterbrunnen, then a bus to the back of the valley, then get on a gondola or cable car that takes you to the top. And once you get off the cable car, it's about 30 feet away, but it's not easy to get back there. But because it's so challenging to get to, it is this town, again, called Gimmelwald, G-I-M-M-E-L-W-A-L-D. And it is like stepping back in time. Beth Habesha, I thought of you more than once and thought you would just love it here. It is like stepping back into time. There is not a lot of buildings, but the buildings that are there are these little wooden buildings. There are cows everywhere. There's chickens all over the place. There are flowers on the windowsill. And then there's little refrigerators on the side of the road that are self-serve that you put your money in and they'll give you, you put your money in, and you take the food. So they sell, like, sausage, beef jerky, um, alpine cheese, fruitcake, fresh butter, fresh milk. I wanted to get the fresh butter and milk, but I didn't know what I would do with it. Because I don't really, I don't drink milk straight. Ugh, I don't like that. But I wouldn't be, I didn't, wanted to make something with the butter or something, but just didn't have the ingredients to do anything with it. But it is, like, stepping back into time. So when I got off this gondola and started walking through Gimmelwald, I just thought, like, I feel like I've stepped back into time. This is amazing. It is beautiful. Again, green, grassy fields. And I just loved walking around there. I had a moment where I think I had no words because it was incredible. And the hostel, (laughs) it's an interesting one. It is an old 
farmhouse. I think it was made in like the 15, late 1500s. They've done tons of remodeling since, but I think that's the story of it. It's this really old farmhouse. And so when you're in there, you can tell it's a house. The kitchen area, they've turned into a restaurant. The basement is where all the showers are. The main floor is where the living room is and that you can hang out in. And they do have some beds off in a room there. But then the upstairs is where all the beds are. Um, and, well, I should start with this. First of all, you need, you need to look it up and look at pictures. I'll post some on Instagram at some point. But it's called the Mountain Hostel in Gimmelwald, Switzerland. The view from my bedroom window was out of the world like out of this world. I cannot think of a better view that I possibly could have had. There was a flower box right in front of the window and it just overlooked the Swiss Alps that I was right in the middle of. It was, the best way to put it is a woman I was talking to was volunteering there. She said to me that I have to, the first two weeks I was here, I kept having to pinch myself to tell me that it was real. And I think that sums it all up right there. And it's cool, what they do is, there's a lot of programs in Europe where if you come and volunteer with an organization, they'll give you food and they'll let you stay there for free. So there's a ton of volunteers that I got to meet from. Hmm, I can't remember where some of them were from. One of them was from Columbus, Ohio, which was funny. Another one, I think, was from Canada. But they're there volunteering. So they volunteer, work four hours a day. They get to stay there for free and they get to eat for free. So it's a great way to travel around Europe if you're looking for an affordable way to do it. And so I, I liked, I liked getting and talked to the volunteers and stuff, but so this hostel, let's just say that you would never be allowed to do this in the United States. In one room, we had 16 girls and <laughs> the beds were probably two and a half feet wide, like significant, very smaller than a dorm room, like a smaller than a co American college dorm room dorm mattress they were small and they had five of them smashed up against each other so your mattress is legitimately touching the one next to you it it felt like i was in a movie or something there was a girl again i don't watch movies very much but there was a girl in the hostel who i was talking to and she said that this is just like one of those disney movies or whatever i can't think of the name of the movie but it's five beds legitimately smashed against each other and then on the top level like their bunk beds there's another five beds <laughs> and then on the other side of the room you have two sets of bunk beds smashed against each other and so they cram the people in here and it's funny like i was sleeping and the girl next to me there was actually no one next to me the last two nights but the first night i was there there was this like 12 year old girl i was like i feel like i feel bad for her it's like she felt like freaked out like sleeping next to this random person but i don't know it was fine i don't think i kicked her i was worried about that because my sister says i kick in my sleep i was like i hope i don't kick her in my sleep because we're sleeping right next to each other but honestly it was fine i guess that's what you get if you pay 40 dollars a night for a place to stay in one of the best views you could ever imagine with one of the best views you, you could ever imagine so i would do it a million times over even though i was sleeping next to a complete random girl but um it was it was cool that hostel again had some views that were just out of this world and it was fun going down to the kitchen to make stuff but one night i was in the kitchen and i turned on the water to rinse something off and the faucet handle got stuck, so it is gushing out water, and I can't get it off, and it's about to, like, 
start overflowing onto the kitchen floor and I'm trying to get the handle of the faucet to turn off but I can't get it and some girl came in and she's like don't worry this happens all the time and she got a towel and like cranked the faucet so it start, stopped pouring out water <laughs> but yeah that that could be bad but anyway so there's one day let me find it that I was thinking there's another town called Grindenwald that I wanted to go to, kind of like Wengen. In Wengen, you spell W-E-N-G-E-N, and then this is Grindenwald. It's on. The, it's pretty far actually. You have to take one train. Two. You have to take two trains from Lauterbrunnen just to get there, and you spell it. It's Grindenwald. G-R-I-N-D-E-N-W-A-L-D. And so I went over there, and I was just gonna walk around, but I have wanted to go paragliding in Switzerland. My friend Chloe. When she went, she went paragliding, and I was like, I want to go paragliding in Switzerland that honestly sounds better than skydiving, because I don't think I would be terrified the whole time, you know? It's like, skydiving's just so fast, it's more of an adrenaline rush. Paraglidings, you're up there for 25 minutes, it's very smooth, you get to look around. So, I went, it was no small journey to get there, I had to go from Lauterbrunnen to Grindenwald, and then I took a cable car up to a place called Fist, F-I-R-S-T. And then I got to go paragliding once I got to the top. But actually, on the cable car, going to the top, I met a man who was an army chaplain at Fort Bragg. And it was fun to talk to him and tell him, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be working at Fort Benning. And I didn't ask him, I don't know if you're, it's like, okay to ask someone this, what his rank was. But he has been in the army for, he said, over 30 years. So... Yeah, you have to be pretty high up there if you've been in the army for 30 years. But anyways, that cable car ride, absolutely gorgeous. Again, Swiss Alps doesn't get much better than that. And I finally got to the top, and I did a hike to a place called, I don't know, B-A-C-H-S-E-E. It was a lake, and it was so pretty. There's meadows everywhere, flowers. And the lake was gorgeous. I loved it. It was a very, it was a pretty easy hike. Like people had their strollers on the hike, and it was, it was just cool to be so much higher up in the mountains because I had to take a cable car to get up there. And there was just this one moment. I was that was day fifteen, so I was reading chapter five. 15, sorry, yeah, that was day fifteen. So I was reading chapter five of chapter fifteen of Acts. Oh goodness, and I was sitting there in a yellow flower field, reading with a creek going through the middle of it. And it was right off the trail, so there weren't a ton of people around. And I knew in the winter that this, I think, was a ski resort because I was sitting next to a ski lift. And it was funny to think that in the winter, this is all white and all these flowers are dead, but they come back to life in the summer and there's new life. And I just love, I love that analogy. Like there is, there's always new life. Even though things are dead in the winter and they're covered in snow, they come back to life in the summer and they bounce back. But again, another moment where I just thought I am meant to be here. And so I finished my hike. I went and met my guy. His name was Dino. He was probably in his 50s, very calming. I was like, okay, I like this. This is the kind of guy I want to run off the side of a cliff with. <laughs> and so he... Um, like walked with me out to the hill where we were going to run off and there's just a bunch of people tons of people it's kind of like hanging out at the beach you know you got all your people with their huge parachutes on their back and they just 
hook up and they run off the side of the hill and they start flying <laughs> and it's it's incredible so I um it, it didn't take very long but I put on my coat he I he gave me like he's like I told me I could wear my sunglasses which is good because my eyes do not adjust very well to the light at all but um I got to keep my sunglasses on he gave me a pair of gloves and we hooked like he hooked me into the parachute and he checked my harness and he's like okay when I say run we're just going to run and I said okay and so he we both he said run so I ran and next thing he knew the like parachute kind of just swept us off the ground and we were flying I was like what is going on it felt unreal it wasn't I don't think at any point I was super scared it was just strange how peaceful it felt because I didn't have to like I wasn't shake like it wasn't intense at all I was just sitting back in the little chair that he harnessed me into and it was really relaxing and it was peaceful and it was unreal again green meadows um it was it was very calming and very peaceful until he did little he's like do you want to do tricks I'm like yeah of course and so he did tricks where he like turned us really fast I'm like oh this is not this is not peaceful anymore but he gave he had uh, a gopro that he's taking pictures all the whole time and i don't know it was just this moment up there being flying flying through the swiss alps looking at the mountains and the town below and the trees and everything and i was just like i i just can't help but praise god for his creation this is you can't you can't make this up this is so beautiful so beautiful I don't know, you just couldn't help but just praise God for the creation that he made. Um, and so I I don't have my notes as organized for this section as I did before, but um, I'll, I'll give you all the highlights, don't worry. So then we landed, and landing was a little tough, like it's a little hard on your knees, but it wasn't too bad at all. So we landed, he took the stuff off, he gave me a nice long ride, which was really nice, and we we were good to go and i like took off the harness paid and went on my way we home casual it's not like i just was flying through that valley up there um, and what he told me actually is some days if the wind is right he can take his, his um he can paraglide into austria or into like other countries like he can go for hours and hours and just keep going into other countries and take the train back which i thought was crazy because i never thought of paragliding as a mode of transportation but yeah so I know, it was just a perfect day to do it actually on the way up the army chaplain who i was talking to he said that he's a paraglider and he said it is the perfect day to go paragliding and i thought I was like, well thanks god because i they're pretty booked out especially i think i went on a saturday so such just such a blessing that i got to go on a day that was so perfect Oh, something I wrote down in my journal is I love getting to hear all the different languages. There's so many different languages. And I think I'm going to come back to the United States and be bored because there's only one language, like mostly only one language of the people I speak to. But it's just fun having all these different languages and people from around the world. I love it. Oh, and so that night I went back to the hostel and I got, I made myself dinner and it was so good. 
It was like a bread roll, brie cheese, salami, and red pepper. And I made it on the stove in the hostel kitchen. And I sat out on the like ground outside the hostel and looked at the mountains. And I was like, I, I cannot ever in a million years ask for a better, better view than this for dinner. And then that night I talked to someone in a hostel and it turns out she used to work at Cornell. So small world, small world there. Mm. all right I think that's all I had written down for that day and again I just wrote in my journal that I walked through that town of Gimmelwald and I was absolutely absolutely speechless because it was so it was like stepping back into time it was picturesque in every way imaginable and it was just perfect so the next day I went on a little adventure to a town called to Bern, which is a city in Switzerland. And I went there because Kelly Stone told me that she has relatives who pastor a church in Bern. And I was so excited just to go back and to be in church and worship and because I've really missed that. It's been like it's been lonely at times. So I was really excited and so I took the <laughs> it was no it was not easy to get there. I took a cable car down, a bus, probably two or three trains, and then I got into Bern. And I walked around a little bit. I walked around the botanical gardens. They have a river that's, of course, bright blue that runs through the middle of their city. And you can just jump in, and the river just washes you down. And there's so many people in it, so I don't know if it's super safe or not, but it seems like the thing to do on a hot Sunday afternoon is go swimming in the river in the middle of Bern that goes right through the middle of the city, which was, it was cool to see that. And so I went to church and I sat up front with Grace and Nick and it was, it was really fun. I don't know them, but it's like I had a connection to them. So it was really, it was really special and they were nice. They talked to me for a while. I walked in there with my backpack on, which was <laughs> comical but I sat up front with them and it was great. I really enjoyed the service and getting to sing. And I, at the end, I talked to a handful of girls who were around my age. And then I went out to eat with them after. And it was so interesting. So when I went out to eat, I went out with this couple and a girl named Lauren, who was working as a au pair in Switzerland. And she just graduated from Mm. where did she graduate from I think it was Wheaton College or Calvin one of the two and I loved talking to her and afterwards we walked around a little bit and what I loved about walking around with her is that she knew where she was going and for probably the one of the first times on this trip I didn't have to navigate myself someone else led the way and I just got to follow and I don't think I anticipated enjoying that as much as I did but while we were out at dinner it was really interesting talking to them and hearing what they had to say about Switzerland. They said it is extremely wealthy. Um, it's very averse, actually, to Christians, more than they were used to in Australia, where the couple was from. And she was saying how it's been very discouraging for some people coming here. Just the not many people coming to the Lord. They have money, so they don't think they need anything else. Very similar, actually, to what the people were telling. The guy told me in Zermatt. So pray for Switzerland. And even though they have, from a food, water, shelter point of view, they have everything. 
they don't have, they don't look for Jesus because they feel like they don't need him because they have everything else. Um, I when we were out to dinner, this is so small, but I got chicken strips. And again, I, Switzerland is outrageously expensive. And Lauren didn't finish her Coke or nachos. And so she's like, do you want some? I was like, let me tell you, I wouldn't say no because I've been on quite the diet here because I can't afford the food. I can't afford the food. I just don't want to pay. I, like, I don't want to pay $20 for one meal. Um, and then as we were walking around Bern, the capital of Bern and talking, and I was with Lauren, it was so fun to have a friend. It was so nice to have a friend. Um, she bought me bubble tea from the store, which I love bubble tea. So that was really nice of her to do it. And yeah, I just love getting to walk around with her and talk to her um, and hear about all her stories she has from me pairing and living in Switzerland. And then I got on the train and started heading back to Gimmelwald where I was staying. And as I was heading back, there was a bunch of lightning and yeah, it was, it was cool to watch the storm from the train. But in order to get back, I don't think I've ever had quite this much of a <laughs> journey to get to church before. I had to take, so I had to walk to the train station, take one train, transfer, take another train, get on a bus, then take a gondola to get back to Gimmelwald where I was staying. So it was quite the mixture of walking, hiking, gondola, bus, train. but. Everything, everything is a journey. Everything's an adventure. And it's not all about the destination as I'm learning. It's been, it's been crazy, actually, to think about this trip so far. And when you think about going to Europe, you think about the sites and the places that you'll be. But I think a lot of times, I, didn't, I don't think I thought a lot about the in-betweens. And I didn't think a lot about the train rides that would get me from place to place and what those would be like. But I've really, I've really enjoyed it. Like the other day, I met a woman on a train. I could probably tell you all about her life. She's from Texas. She's 64. She's over here for a destination wedding. Her name's Gloria. She is traveling with her son and her son's, so her daughter-in-law, her friend Pam. Her and Pam have all these plans now after this trip because they've had so much fun. I think every two or three years they're going to go travel abroad. So I was learning all about Gloria's life and it was so funny. It was so fun. And then I was talking to her. We were saying how expensive Switzerland was. And she said, she's like, I bet you haven't had any good Swiss, Swiss chocolate yet. I'm like, no, I, no, I really haven't. And she, she gave me a little bag of Swiss chocolate and it was caramel, which is my favorite. So that was really nice. And just moments like that, getting to know people like Gloria. So it was, it was fun. But anyways, on the way back from church, going back to Gimmelwald, it was a little bit later. And so I really did not want to miss any trains, but there's one that was running late and I had a one minute window to transfer from one train to get on the other one that was on another part another side of the train station so I kid you not when I was standing at that door waiting to get out of that train and run to the other one I felt like I was at a start line or I was at like at the beginning of a game right before the whistle blows, when you're like nervous a little bit, your heart's pounding, you're ready to go. And so I'm standing at the door waiting for it to stop. And I keep pushing the button. So whenever I had the first second that 
the doors would open. The doors will open. So I'm like, keep pushing the button. Finally, the doors open and I sprint and I run, look at where I need to go for the next train and just run to get there. I didn't run full speed because last time I did that, my knee hurt, but I just, I ran, have bubble tea in one hand, flip flops in the other hand, because my flip flops were soaking wet because it's downpouring and I was going to slip. So I was watching where I was stepping. So I didn't step on anything, but I had bubble tea in one hand, flip flops in the other hand backpack on my back holding down my dress so it doesn't fly up and running through the train station <laughs> and I got on the next tra- next train and I was like huffing and puffing because it was one minute one minute that's it I had to run from one train to the other so I had to book it and I get on there and I actually met some girls from Scranton track and field so we competed against some girls in Scranton from Scranton at in track like I think I saw one girl at nationals from there so it was fun talking to her and it was funny it was like I truly felt like I was in a race right there like as I was about to run out of that train it felt like a race but anyways as I was coming up to Gimmelwald I made it back I got on the the bus and as I was going up the gondola again I started talking to these people from North Carolina and let me tell you out of everywhere in the in the world even I have met more people on this trip from NC State than anywhere. It is freaky how many NC State people I've seen, like whether wearing NC State shirts or people who've gone to NC State. I don't know. It's been, it's almost honestly got to the point where it's just weird. But as I was going up to Gimmelwald, I started talking to these people from North Carolina and the lady was talking to me. She's like, oh, who are you traveling? Are you traveling by yourself? This and that. And she, she told me, she's like, enjoy your days of being single and not having any kids. And <laughs> Sometimes you need those reminders because I do. Like, I want to have kids one day. I want to get married. But it is a good reminder sometimes to appreciate these times where life is very simple and I'm entirely on my own schedule. But when I finally got up to Gimmelwald, again, maybe my favorite town ever. Mm, Hallstatt, Austria is up there too. That was a fun one. But I got up to Gimmelwald and I couldn't just go to bed. I had to walk around the town a little bit and it was so beautiful. The stars were out and I just sat and looked at the stars and yet again had one of those moments where I just thought I am meant to be here. So let's see. After that, yep, I did go to bed. And this night there is no one sleeping in the bed directly next to me. So I had more room. I didn't have to worry about like kicking the stranger sleeping next to me. But um, so the next day I stayed up. I didn't go down the gondola at all. I just stayed up in Gimmelwald. And I walked up to a town called Murin, which is just another like classic mountain town. Um, and I just, I tried to take a chill day and not do anything like too crazy, just relax. So I walked up to Murin and they had this Alpine sports center that I had a free pass to get into because I was staying at the mountain hostel in Gimmelwald. They had like a partnership with them. So I had a pass to get into the Alpine sports center. So I went up there and I just sat there for a little bit and relaxed because I couldn't get into 1 p.m. and I was a little bit early. And I got in and I skied, I skied, I swam in the pool. I had my goggles with me. And so I swam, swam a few laps in the pool, which was good. I haven't swam in a while. Not since my triathlon. (laughs) Oh, that was quite the experience. But I was in the um, pool swimming. I was like, oh, I'll go and get in the hot tub after. But there's like a bunch, of, there's three guys sitting in the hot tub. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I don't actually think I'm going to do that anymore. But afterwards I went outside and there was a turf field. And I haven't seen many turf fields around here now that I think about it. But I went out and there was a turf field and there's a soccer ball. So I just started juggling. And these 
group of kids came up to me. Two of them spoke English. They, two of them were from Salt Lake City, Utah. Their names are Jessa and Brigham. And then there's two other kids who are from, they were local. One was from Switzerland, and I think the other one originally was from Germany. And they, they spoke broken, broken English. And then they're like, you want to play soccer with us? You want to play soccer? And I was like, um, yeah, sure. And I mean, they're 10 years old, so it was fine. But it, it was fun. And it was cool to interact with them and talk to them and hear about what their school was like in Switzerland. And then Justin Brigham's parents came to pick him up. And the mom was talking to me. She's like, I feel like I should give you something for watching my kids. And I was like, no, you, you, don't, you don't have to give me anything for playing soccer with your kids. But anyways, I went to the coop and I got some food. And it started raining and it was downpouring. And I was just, I was a little bit of a mess because I had my bag on. I had like my raincoat on. I was trying to run to the cable car station and I like yogurt all over me. It was like one of these moments. I was like, okay, we need to, I need to get myself together here. Um, that night at the hostel, again, I love this hostel. It was, it wasn't like the cleanest in like, per se, but it was, you can't get a better view. I would recommend it to anyone. And it felt just like I was back at a summer camp or something. And so that night I was talking to people from Vancouver, Ohio, and Colorado. And I made myself dinner and I made it because they have a public, um, public kitchen that you can use. So I made myself dinner and I sat outside on this hammock and looked at the mountains and I took a couple pictures of this so I can send it to you if you want. And I ate my sandwich and I just looked out over the mountains as I sat in this hammock and it was simply glorious for lack of other words. Carolyn Kerr uses that word all the time. She's one of my friends. And I think glorious is the word to describe that. It was, I don't know. It was just beautiful. And so as I was sitting out there, I um, was thinking, and I had four francs and 92 cents left. I don't know. I guess I think you call francs cents. I'm not sure. But I had to use up all my francs because I was going, where was I going next? Italy. I was going to Italy next. And so I had to use my francs up because they don't use francs there. They use euros. And so I went to a lady. I went to the lady at the restaurant bar, and I was like, I have four francs and 92 cents what can i get and she's like well a muffin's five francs so i'll give it to you and they have these chocolate muffins that are like homemade and they're they advertise them all the time so i was like oh that's so nice thank you and she asked me where are you sitting i'll bring it to you and i told her i i'm sitting outside on the hammock and she said i'll bring it to you whenever it's ready and then she asked me do you want ice cream as well and it's like yes I would I would love ice cream with it so she brought me out my muffin and ice cream to my hammock as I was overlooking the Alps and like the sun was starting to go down it was kind of dawn and I just sat there and oh it was so much fun it was beautiful again one of those meant to be here moments and and so that night I kind of took try to walk around take some pictures of the hostel so I can show people and also they have a part of the hostel where you can leave a note and sign things. So it's been interesting. I, I loved the reading the notes. Some of them were notes to like, to my sister. I know you'll make it here one day. I love you. So-and-so. Or 
there's one, I think a cross country team used to come go up there or run up the hill and stay there for a night or something. And they wrote a note to the future cross country team, something along the lines of like, I hope not one of you walked on your way up here. If so, go home and something like that. So it was fun to read all the notes. And I left the note and I thought about what I was going to write. And I wrote, my, I wrote my note. Um, but yeah, and then that pretty much concluded my time in Gimmelwald. I went to bed that night and at what time did I have to wake up? Let me see. I had to wake up at 4.40 a.m. to get everything together and start making my way down to Cinque Terre, Cinque Terre, I don't know how to say it, Cinque Terre, Italy. But I also wanted to wake up early to sit on my hammock again and just look at all the mountains one last time. But overall, I mean, there are definitely highs and lows in this adventure for sure. When people are asking me how it's going, I've said it is an adventure for sure and it is fun, but it is challenging because it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's not all those quote meant to be here moments, but there are some moments that are super cool and there's also some moments that are really challenging. And yeah, so I think one thing I wrote down is it was hard leaving that young, oh, I don't know how to say, Jungfro, Jungfro, Switzerland region where I was for the past like six or seven days because out of everywhere I've been on this trip that is the one place that it has become comfortable and I actually know how to get around and I don't have to have my phone out the whole time to navigate but not everything it can't can't last forever and so after that I moved on to Italy and I will update you all on that portion of my trip on the next episode well until then I miss you all and I will see you later bye